Welcome back to podcast. I'm Kath, your host, and every week I have a new guest who tells me their story and any tips to combat the shit that life loves to throw at you. My guest this week instantly felt like a friend to me. Although she's gone through so much, she is determined to lead the life that she wants to have now. She got me the recipe for healthy relationships, unapologetic self-care, and how to transform without fear. Hope you enjoy, guys. So my guest this week is the amazing Jasmine Rice. Hi, Jasmine. Hello, Cassie. I'm so excited to speak to you today. So you are a certified transformation coach, a neuro-linguistic programming practitioner, which I cannot believe I managed to say without stumbling. (laughs) And you are also an author as well. Yes, I am. Is there anything you can't do? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, m- many things, many things. <laughs> so you've got a free ebook on your website, which is goodthingsaregonnacome.com. And you've also got a book on Amazon. Do you want to tell me a bit about that? Yes, I published this in November. So it's been out for a few months now. And I wrote it because I started blogging a couple of years ago and I felt like I had more to say. So I put it all into one book and it's called (laughs) Create Your Own Life Recipe After Divorce. And if I could go back and change the title, I probably would take divorce out and maybe leave fill in the blank. Because really, even though I do talk about my divorce in there, the techniques that I talk about could be applied to any challenging transition that someone might be facing. And there's a lot of us out there that are going through them transformations and it's kind of hard because like people, they want to transform, but then get held back by the fear. And I was actually looking on your blogs because there's so many good ones out there, guys. You really need to check out Jasmine's blog. And there was one and it said, F-E-A-R, forget everything and run or face everything and rise. And I was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, that's what holds us back from from so many things. Even if we're not navigating something challenging that's facing in our life, we get comfortable, we can get complacent, and there's fear associated with moving forward or change. And really, it's the fear that helps drive us forward. Yeah, and it doesn't mean you have to like be the master of everything. It's just finding out what's working for you. And if something isn't working for you or not making you happy, well, guess what, guys? You've only got one life. You ain't going to get a rerun. You don't get another life. So why not change it now? Love that. Yes, very true. (laughs) So tell me what got you into becoming a transformation coach. Tell me your story. Well, my background years ago, I went to school to for psychology. My plan was that I was going to go to get my master's degree and become a psychologist. And life happened. And <laughs> I, um, really, I started working in the nonprofit industry. So I was in the nonprofit industry for about 19 years. And then my life changed. <laughs> I got a divorce, very unexpected. Um, I was with my now ex-husband for 23 years. We were married for 14. 
And then very shortly after my divorce, I lost my job that I had for 13 years. And there was so much change happening all at once in my life. It gave me you know, an opportunity to decide what it was that I wanted to do moving forward. And I went back to my psychology roots and helping people, especially people who were navigating challenging times in their life, especially because I had been there and I had just experienced that. So I got my coaching certification and my NLP certification. And really, my business was born from there. Wow. It is amazing, isn't it? I mean, I've heard of so many people that they've used this time in COVID to, I don't want to go back to my job. I want to move forward. And I want to do something that makes me happy. So we're kind of taking something that is traumatic and has just completely annihilated life as we knew it. And they've made something better for themselves. So they have come out of this transformed. Exactly. And, and you said it earlier, you said, you know, life short, we don't get a do over. And that's the truth. I think that, you know, COVID has given people that opportunity to step back and think, am I doing what I want to be doing in life? And is that whether that's your relationships, is that your job? Is that where you're living? So I think it's given people an opportunity to kind of think I and mean, reset a little bit and figure out what it is that's going to make them happy. And that's all we want to be at the end of the day, guys, isn't it? We don't want to be sad. We don't want to be miserable. And if you've got people in your life that are making you feel like that, then why the hell are you keeping them around? Exactly. I have a chapter in my book and I talk about relationships. And I mentioned that if there are relationships that aren't serving you, it's okay to end of those relationships. And that can be hard. I actually had a friend who broke up with me and I didn't know that friends could break up with you, <laughs> but um, I, I learned that that can happen. And it was hard. It was, it was very similar to any kind of breakup you go through. But I also realized that you know, I I was honoring what she had to do. Our relationship had served its purpose. And that happens in life sometimes. And we grow and we change. And if you have relationships that aren't serving you and you're draining you, it's okay to, to move on. It is. I mean, I've always been in the concept of, I don't want people around me that don't want to be around me. If you don't want to be around me, just go. Because I'm not going to try and make you stay. It's just going to make me feel awful. You're going to feel pity on me, which I really don't want to be feeling. So I'm, I've got quite adept at cutting people off if they're no longer helping me or wanting to be around because I need to focus on my mental health and keeping them toxic people around. It's not going to do me any good at all. And it's going to stop me from living the life that I need to leave, uh, that I need to live. Yes, I I don't have a huge network of friends because I I try to be a good friend to my mm -hmm. friends and I feel like I as long as I have a huge network of friends am I neglecting myself? Am I not taking care yeah. of myself? So I want there to be able to be balanced. I need to practice self-care and take care of myself and surround people with who are going to lift me up but also those that I can lift up as well. Exactly. And you've got to be honest and true not just to yourself but to the people that are sharing your life. Um, yes. I mean, I was speaking about it on another episode that <laughs> my friends, they don't come to me if they want advice unless they want it honestly, because I won't sugarcoat it. <laughs> 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 it's, do you want lifting up 
or do you want the honest advice? I mean, I will always be there and I will always try and lift up my girls. You know, I will always try and help as many people as I can. But I'm not going to sugarcoat it. If you're doing something wrong, I'll tell you you're doing something wrong and then help you try and get back to how you should be. (laughs) Those are the type of friends I like. You're a great friend. It sounds like you're an amazing friend. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, try telling them that a few times. (laughs) Especially after one too many and then the whole lot of truth comes out. (laughs) You don't have any filter. (laughs) So you have a lot of uh, you've got a free webinar on your website. Um, that's Shift. What does Shift that stand happens. for? Yeah. Well, Shift happens. Um, basically, it's because uh, shit happens in our life. And I talk about how you can shift and move forward from that. And the shift is really that mindset. Because when we're struggling and navigating challenging times, we tend to get bogged down in that negative mindset. And it's a fixed yeah. mindset that you know, woe is me and this has happened to me. And it's okay to be there for a little while, but my shift is talking about moving forward. And it's an acronym and we go through each of those steps, Um, similar to the stages of grief, but also at the end, you don't have to be at full acceptance of whatever's happened in your life to be able to thrive and start moving on to that next step. So we walk through that. And I also do a neurolinguistic programming technique in there so people can see what that is. There's, there's hundreds of different types of NLP techniques, but we do one so people can have an introduction to that. And um, at the end of it, we just kind of talk about thriving and, and moving into that more of a uh, an open mindset, uh, forward-focused attitude. Yeah. I mean, everyone goes through that. I mean, I've talked about it quite a lot, that I have the dark clouds and I will let myself have one day of wallowing and then it's right, come on, I need to get up because if I don't, I'm just going to stay there like a pig in muck. You know, I'm just going to wallow in it and I don't want to be like that. So you, you do have to kind of get find that spark in you again move forward and do something yes and and i i love what you said that you allowed yourself to have that time because i think there are so many times when we are navigating challenging times in life and we feel like we have to put on that brave face and be strong and we don't honor the fact that it's okay to take that day and mourn or grieve or be sad and cry and and allow yourself to feel those feelings. But if you stay there too long, that's when it can become a problem. Exactly. It's like an addiction intent to stay there because you feel safe. You pull that duvet back over your head, you wipe out the world and it just feels like a safe place. And it is scary to come out that safe place. But if you're going to stay there, it just becomes a place. And, and, and it goes back Yeah. And it goes back to the fear, the fear of moving forward because we don't know the fear of the unexpected. And we can be comfortable when we're, you know, in that little bubble that we have. But the the fear is often what holds us back. But man, when you get past that and you move forward, it's amazing how empowered you feel. It is. I mean, I was speaking as well on a different episode. I was speaking about I'm actually an introvert, which not many people realize because I I put on this persona of I'm chatting, I'll chat to everybody and I will. I love doing it. But before I do it, I get so anxious. And it's I could hide away and I couldn't like just 
not talk to anybody. But that's not going to make me happy. I am happy when I'm talking to people. I just get nervous before I do it. I am exactly the same as you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I No one would probably guess other than people who are really close to me that I am introverted, but that is how I recharge, you know, that alone time. But I do, I get nervous before any podcast or if I'm going to go speak somewhere. But then once I'm doing it, I'm great. <laughs> exactly. It, it's mental. It, it really is a mental thing. It's a block and it's your brain trying to keep you in your safe place. And you've got to say, no, I don't want to stay in that safe place. I want to live. Yes. yes. <sighs> it's, I wish there was a switch. I'd, I'd just <laughs> love to turn off that inner voice. And you speak about this on your blog as well, the inner voice. And like, calming your inner critic. And we all have it. We all have that inner critic. We are our worst critics. Oh, yeah. I mean, the amount of times she tells me like what I'm wearing isn't very nice. And I'm like... <laughs> I like it. Thank you very much. (laughs) So I was looking at your book and I love the fact that you've used a recipe as like a metaphor that you taking control of your life and you giving yourself the building blocks and the ingredients to create the thing that you want the most. Yes, I love analogies and also my name being Jasmine Rice, being a type <laughs> of rice. I think that's kind of fun. Um, but I also I often would tell myself that I was the oh, my main ingredient. My Jasmine Rice was the main ingredient here. And I was going to pick and choose and make my own recipe to get through some of those challenging times I was going through. And really the concept of the book is that there is not a one size fits all approach to anything in life. And people are going to tell you, you should do it this way and you should do it this way. And my book is explaining that you can pick and choose the pieces that work for you. And then you can tweak it just like a recipe in life. You might want to you know, add nuts to your cookies one time and the next time not. So you can, you can pick and choose what's going to work for you as you're navigating life in general. Yeah. It's not just you're not just doing one recipe for your entire life. It's taking it step by step. What part of your life are you into right now? Like I am not the person I was in my teens or in my twenties. You know, I'm a completely different person. <laughs> and the recipe that I would have had for being a teenager, my God, that would have been a shit show. Of a <laughs> my kitchen would have been a bombshell back in them days. <laughs> but that's not the recipe I'm using now. That's right. And it's not the recipe you'll be using in the next five years, what you're using now. So we need to allow ourselves to to change and grow and evolve and not think that we have to stay in this certain bubble that we've created. So giving ourselves that grace to change and and um, kind of tweak our recipe as we move forward. It is. And in your book, like the very first chapter, it's talking about how your friend came round. And it was with the lasagna and you was using her lasagna as a way of saying to her, we can work on this. Don't worry about it. And I loved it. It was a way of connecting with her and using simple terms without making it obvious what we were speaking about. Because in life, sometimes I think we make things a little too complicated and breaking it down to just those simple moments that someone can relate to, I think 
think is important. And if you're there comforting someone going through a time, sometimes that's all they need. Just you to be there, listen to them, connect with them on that level and not necessarily give advice. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No, you can just sit there and listen. And then that's what I aspire to be as a friend. I want to be that solid person that they know no matter what they can come to. And I am there to build them up. And although I might give, you know, tough advice, I might not exactly take your side if I think you're the one in the wrong. It's not that I will drag you down and go, oh, no, you're you're being a silly bitch. Shut up. (laughs) It'd be, but why don't you see it from this perspective? And it's encouraging them to open up and for them to see it from a different perspective. And then that helps them. Yes. And that's actually an an NLP technique is helping your brain see things naturally from a different perspective. And rather than just always being, you know, one-minded and and we tend to be that way that's the way we were raised in our you know environment and um being more open-minded and unfortunately sometimes it takes going through really challenging things in our lives like a, a job loss or a divorce or you know a loss of any kind for us to be able to shift and see things from a different perspective unfortunately you know i i hate that it takes that yeah. but a lot of times it does you know people who have gone through uh shit in their lives tend to be some of the most resilient, strong people I've ever met. Yep, it's true. I mean, I've encountered so many people that have overcome the impossible, what would be impossible to other people, and it's not. And they've overcome it, and they've come out stronger on the other side. And sometimes life just gives you a great big kick up the ass. And you're like, where the hell did that come from? And (laughs) what are you going to do? You can either sit there and flounder or... You can pick up the pieces, you can put them back into a shape that you want, and you can continue. Exactly. Yes, put them back into the shape that you want. I love that too. <laughs> I, I have a blog and I talk about that. When you're broken, you're not going to be put back together the same, but why would you want to be? No. So. Why would you want to go back a step? Go forward. Exactly. Yes. Got to keep moving. <laughs> Always moving forward. Yes. Yeah, I love like dancing. If I'm ever feeling down, it's I put music on and I dance and I don't, I'm not a dancer. (laughs) That would be a sight to see. (laughs) But it stops me from thinking like the negative thoughts. It stops that inner critic that you spoke about and it helps to release and happy hormones and trick myself into thinking everything's going to be okay. Because once I'm in that mindset, then I can figure out my way forward. Yes. I love music as well. I am I'm constantly li- listening to all different types. Oh, I love all kinds of music and it's so healing. It's really that vibration. And I do the same thing. I turn music on if I'm cooking in the kitchen and dance <laughs> around. And it's, uh, it is really amazing how healing mu- music can be for you. It can. And it can also be a good indicator of your mood. So yes. think about the kind of music you want. I mean, I listen to all sorts. And I remember this one day, I think Mother Nature was about to appear and it was shown by my taste in music. I went from listening to Spice Girls and Britney Spears and slowly it went darker and darker to the point (laughs) I'm angrily washing the pots listening to Linkin Park. (laughs) And I actually had to stop myself and I thought, right, I'm now in this place. Do I want to stay in this place or do I want to get 
back to my happy place. <laughs> yeah. And music can do that when you change the music. It is amazing how it can affect your mood if you're listening to slower, emotional, very intense songs. And if you want to start smiling, turn the upbeat music, you know, Britney Spears type music yeah. on. And it really, really does change. I mean, I do love heavy metal and sometimes I will, you know, I will just blast them out because it makes me feel happy. But if I see this shift and the emotions that I'm feeling, then it's like, whoa, something's going on here. And you have to listen to yourself. Like the amount of times your brain will actually be trying to tell you something and you, you are not listening to yourself. We tend to do that often, all of us to do. <laughs> forget to listen to ourselves, our hearts, our heads, our gut, like all of that. Um, that's another blog that I wrote because it's not, in my opinion, it's not always one or the other. You know, some people will always say, oh, you listen to your gut or listen to your head, listen to your heart. I really think it's a combination. And also depending on what you're going through, if there's a, a poll that you have in one area that's really saying you shouldn't be doing something um but i think we need to tap into all three yeah i mean it's okay to listen to your heart but also have your brain saying but stay safe right (laughs) (laughs) and as well as your gut as well i mean the more that i've been looking into like developing my emotions and everything else because I feel like that's important now in my 30s and I'm trying to discover more about myself because I'm I never stop learning and I've been hearing more and more about empaths which they can feel what others are feeling and I've always kind of like joked around that if I was going to be a superhero my superpower would be being an empath <laughs> but it also drains you and you would you did write another blog post about emotional exhaustion and that really connected with me because I was like, sometimes that's what happens, especially if I'm around someone that isn't particularly good for me. I feel so drained. Yes. Yeah. And as an introvert, then you want to just be alone so you can recharge. But yes, it's, it can be very, very exhausting. You have to remember to, to take care for your, of yourself. And that can be really hard for empaths because they want to just help, help, help and be there for yeah. other people and neglecting yourself. And it can be very, very draining, very draining. And it's just like a balancing act, isn't it? It's just trying to take care of yourself whilst also helping others. And it's, where do you go? Like, how do you figure this minefield out? And, you know, Honestly, I think for me, I, I think actually many women, many women have that caretaking um, in, inside of them. They want to take care of other people. They want to be there for other people and tend to forget to take care of ourselves and thinking that it's selfish. So doing self-care yeah. is selfish. And, you know, if I go get a massage today, that's selfish. Or if I go on a walk uh, by myself without my kids in tow or whatever it is, it's selfish. Yeah. And And it's not the case, but um, again, unfortunately, it did take me going through some really challenging times to realize that for for me to heal, I was having to take that time to take care of myself and practice self-care. And that free ebook that I offer on my website, it's it's trying to put self-care in a perspective that 
it doesn't have to be overwhelming. It doesn't have to be spending the day at the spa or going and having a shopping spree, which again, if that if that's your self-care, that's great. But it's a way to add self-care in without it getting overwhelming because it needs to be every single day. I, I see things yeah. all the time on social media that say, so it's self-care Sunday. Well, you that's great. You know, it's practice self-care on Sunday, but practice self-care every day. We need to be doing yeah. it every day. <laughs> yeah. It's true. I mean, I I work and I also do the housework and looking after the little one and podcasting. And I can just feel like there's not enough hours in the day. But you need to have that time. You need to say, right, do you know what? The hoovering can wait. I'm going to take 10 minutes. I'm going to get a cup, of co- a cup of coffee or a cup of tea. And I'm going to sit down and I'm going to read. Yes. And just that 10 minutes, it just centers yourself. If you allow it to, some people would think that they would feel guilty for taking that 10 minutes. You can shift that mindset to think that it really is 10 minutes. Don't feel guilty for taking these 10 minutes because it's the the vacuuming still going to be there that you need to do. Um, and allowing yourself really to enjoy that. And it takes work. It really does. It takes practice. And if you're not used to allowing yourself that time, it's going to take a little bit until you're comfortable with that. Yeah. And it's also like communicating with your partner as well about, I need to do this for me because otherwise I'm going to be frazzled. I'm not going to be in the best place. And our relationship is going to suffer because of it. That's very true. And mine did. And I'm divorced. And my ex-husband and I, we were together uh, since high school. And so we became very codependent, not having a lot of that individual time. And, you know, he worked a lot. So when he was around, I wanted to be there with him. And so he didn't take that time for himself. I wasn't taking that time for myself and in a healthy relationship and not just romantic relationship, but making sure that you have that time by yourself because it makes you better for all of the relationships in your life. It makes you a better friend. It makes you a better partner. It makes you a better parent if you're taking that time for yourself. Yeah. And that's one thing that I try and instill in my son. It's it's okay to go and have some time to yourself. And if I if you want to call your room, your safe space, that's fine. We will not end that. We will, you know, respect that. But do what you need so that you feel happy. And he is like the happiest little kid ever. <laughs> I aspire to be like him. <laughs> but it's so hard to tell yourself the same thing. It's always say as I do, say as do as I say, not what I do. Right. Right. Well, I love that you're telling him to do that at a young age, because I honestly, I can't think that my parents did. And I had siblings around all the time too. So I don't even remember having a long time when I was little, (laughs) but I think that's great because if we start young, I think it's going to be a part of who we are as we grow up. And uh, I think many of us didn't focus on that when we were young. We didn't have parents like yourself who are saying that. So kudos to you. That's amazing. (laughs) I was kind of caught in like the war of the generations I come from like old school parenting Mm -hmm. but I had to learn how to adapt it into a modern world and it was so hard (laughs) (laughs) I mean I used to be a a nursery nurse so I I learned a lot of new techniques through that and I just incorporated that into my parenting but I'm still no expert like he looks at me and he goes mom such a good mom and I'll go I try (laughs) (laughs) it's all we can all do just try our best (laughs) 
but it, it is that we, we need to encourage ourselves as much as we're encouraging our loved ones and remembering it's, it's okay. Everything's going to be okay. You just take charge of yourself and heal in yes. your own time. Yes. And that, oh, that's very key is, you know, your own time. And we compare ourselves so much, so many times to other people. And, oh, I have a friend who got divorced and she's already over it in three months and you're still sad, but that's her journey and that's her experience. And we have to honor that all of our experiences are different. You're going to process something very different than somebody else. So allowing yourself to overcome that in your own time that's very, very key in healing. If you try to rush it, then you're not honoring yourself. No. And also, if you're looking at your friends, it's just like looking at anyone on social media. Are they actually masking something? Right. You know, they could be out there. They could be having one night stands every single night of the week. That doesn't mean that they've healed. Yes. And we tend to put our best faces forward to, you know, well, social media, obviously it's our highlight reel that we <laughs> post out there. You don't want to post the ugly stuff, right? And uh, many times with our friends too, you know, we want them to, uh, we feel bad maybe that we're crying too much or we're talking too much about the situation that we're facing. But we're afraid to always put that that face forward because sometimes we don't want to be too too much of a burden to our friends. Yeah, I've felt that before, and that that's when you know you've got the right friends is when you feel comfortable enough to get rid of that mask and say, "This is the real me. This is how I'm feeling, and I need help because I hate asking for help with anything. I am like mighty mouse. I'm no, I can do it myself." But there's times where you need to say, no, I do need help. <laughs> yes, yes. I actually just wrote something about that uh, earlier this week because I was very similar, very similar. I really, really struggled asking for help and I am still working on it. I'm getting better <laughs> at it, but uh, it's okay. It's okay to admit sometimes that you need help and you need support because we don't have to go it alone. No. And the worst thing you can do is try and bottle up and not be true in how you're feeling. Like my husband hates the words, I'm fine. Mm -hmm. <laughs> He'll say, you're not though. And I'm like, I'm fine. I'm fine. And he's like, right, I'll see you in three days when you just burst out crying. And I'm like, you know me so well, but I, I still can't tell you that I'm not fine. <laughs> it's it's true if we bottle it up it's going to explode at some point so allowing ourselves to to feel those emotions and express them just helps us in moving forward yep it is oh jasmine this has been absolutely amazing everything that you said i'm just connecting with <laughs> <laughs> thank you thank you this has been great so everybody, I really, really wish that you'd go onto Jasmine's website. Do you want to tell everybody your website? Yes, my website is my company name, which helped me get through many, many times. <laughs> Good things are going to come. And all my social media links, uh, you can find those on my website, my free ebook, a link to my book. All things are there. Good things are going to come.com. And I'm going to put in this out on all the socials in case you want me to, in case you want to find it out on there. And Reader blogs, guys, because there's something for 
everybody. And you, you learn so much about yourself while you're reading them. I think so. I learn a lot about myself when I'm writing them. So, <laughs> and I, I put them out there just to, to help, help people know that you're not alone. You're really not, you know, there's other people out there who can connect with you. And if my blogs can help even just one person, I feel like I've done my job. And, and it's amazing how your true self can escape when you're writing because you just let your fingers free on the keyboard. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, wow. Even I didn't realize that. I know I I never was a writer. My older sister was the writer. And so when I started writing, I was like, wow, where did all of this come from? Uh, And it's amazing how, you know, I just feel like my experiences, uh, I really feel can help other people. And the, the response I received from people, how they feel connected to what I'm saying, because I write about just real life, real stuff. And that's all we need. I'm sick of all the fake stuff online now. I don't want to see the fake stuff. I want to see the real stuff. And that's why I have guests like you, Jasmine, because life's going to throw shit at you. And there's no escaping it. But there's a way through. And thanks to people like you, it helps give us the confidence to do just that. Thank you. And that's why I'm doing what I'm doing. I want to just be able to help other people know that They're not alone. We're all together in this. We really are. Even though sometimes you can feel really alone, you're not. Just look out there and you can find blogs like mine that can help you through some of those times. It can. And you can also find Jasmine's book. Sorry, come on, Zach. (laughs) Create Your Own Life Recipe After Divorce on Amazon. And I will also be putting that link on my socials as well. Thank you so much, Jasmine. Thank you, Cassie. It's been a pleasure. I'll see you soon. I hope you found my conversation with Jasmine as interesting as I did. I learned so much and she's such a lovely, lovely person. All of Jasmine's links can be found on my social media pages, which is Facebook at Podcast Official and Instagram and TikTok at Podcast underscore official. If you've got a funny or inspiring story that you'd like to share with me, please email me on officialpodcast at gmail.com. Please leave a rate, review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or leave a recommendation on my Facebook page as this helps my little podcast reach bigger audiences. But for this week, I've chewed your ear off enough. Watch out for the Billy Bullshitters and I'll talk to you soon.